Oh, the button has been pressed. Oh, it has. <laughs> what up, beautiful people? <laughs> it is your homegirl, Myra Ann, and I am here today, but I'm in a hot seat because Ooh. my good, good friend has come to take over the podcast on today, and he's going to ask mm -hmm. me all the questions. Taking over. He is taking over. He has a seat at the table. God has prepared a seat at the table for this <laughs> one. And so on today, my good, good friend is going to introduce himself to y'all, and he's going to ask me a bunch of questions and put me in a I hot am. seat, and I'm so nervous. <laughs> Go easy on me. I will try. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Kaysen. I am a dear friend of Myra Ann. She has been so wonderful that she's allowed me to host this episode of her podcast. Hey. Um, she doesn't know this, but her podcast was such a blessing to Aww. me. Um, not too long ago, I had a family member struggle with addiction. And I binged so many episodes and they got me through some tough tough times mm -hmm. gave me hope gave me inspiration and connected it with jesus so she is blessing people and doesn't even know it so i'm going to be here today and i'm going to answer some questions from a different perspective from the perspective of i guess the the family members who mm. are dealing with another family member who is going through the addiction so maybe i can ask some questions get some enlightenment and um and bless some more people because this podcast is bomb. Are you ready for some questions, Myra? I am ready. I was born ready, okay? <laughs> but you know what? I was like, Tim want to ask some crazy I stuff. Am. But you know what? I it am. is okay. We will be transparent on today. Okay. No rolling barrels. No, gotta... You know what? No <laughs> roll. I can't. No roll of barrels. None. All you right, got none. Mm -hmm. I will answer with honesty and to the best of my ability, I promise. Okay. I shall not lie. All I right. shall tell the truth. And shame the and devil. shame the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. question number one. Myra, what is addiction to you? That's good. Um, I think that it's just like something that you just don't have control over. Like you just constantly mm. need it in order to survive or get through. Right. Yeah. So like in order for me to get through today, I have to have this. Um, mm. I can't imagine a life in a sense without it. Like I just, I gotta have it. It's the only way that I can, that's a good can push through to, mm. to get by. So like, that's what it is to me. That's, yeah. So there's kind of like a, a expectation or a standard of living that you have that maybe it helps you meet or helps you escape a certain thing. I think that for me, um, I guess both. So a part of it was in order for me to handle this or be able to be courageous enough mm -hmm. to come face to face with this person or with this situation, I need something to help me um, feel different, mm -hmm. um, not be able to feel it fully. Mm -hmm. um, so one on one hand is that I think that um, it's also like, I just don't want to be present. Like, I just, I'm tired and mm. I just don't want, I can't deal with this. And so, mm. just to help me be able to just like, yeah. get through. Um, I think for me with drinking too, like it also like helped me rest, like mm. sleep. Like I just didn't yeah. want to be, I just wanted to rest. I wanted to sleep. And so it helped me um, with that. Would you say that 
aspect of it because you know i hear people say oh give the babies a little bit of this and put a little bit of this or that in the bottle mm -hmm. and you know sometimes at parties people might give kids some mm -hmm. like do you think those little tiny things maybe added up to uh mm -hmm. you know it's like it starts off as like an innocent thing mm -hmm. where it's like uh you know that won't hurt nobody a little weed won't hurt nobody a little uh little gambling won't hurt nobody yeah. a little do you think uh, it was kind of like a cultural thing for you too that kind of led you into the drinking and things? Um, I didn't grow up in a household where drinking was present, right? Like I never seen alcohol in the house or my mom coming drunk or anything like that. Um, mm. I think that, so some people believe that like you born already with like this gene or something, like if you just have it, you're going to get addicted. Right. But I do believe that um, with me, like alcoholism is something that gradually happens like mm. I don't think that like the first drink is what made me an alcoholic I think mm. that as I kept drinking and drinking and then I I don't know where the switch happened but I began to just like use it to help me cope with life mm -hmm. um once I began to just like use it constantly to cope with, with life that's what um I think would set it off mm. I will say that I would be very careful with um, things like that. I, I have a um, cousin who, when I was drinking, I was like probably in my early 20s, he was a little younger. And um, I was like, oh, you could have like a little cooler or something. It's not going to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And now, now that I look back over my life, I'm like, that was a horrible thing for me to do. I would not mm -hmm. ever yeah. um, offer, you know, he probably was like 17 at the time or something, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't ever offer. Wow. Yeah, because it's like poison to me. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that alcohol, I think that it's, it's a drug. Um, I think that like, I don't think that drinking is a sin. I think that drunkenness is a sin. And I've said that plenty of times on the mm -hmm. podcast before. Um, but you don't know who can handle it and who can't handle it. Yeah. And there's limits on it, um, for a reason, right? Yeah. Everything you're saying, I'm, uh, just jotting down some notes. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope. Like looking back on my family member who struggles with addiction, uh, it was heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, a lot of mm -hmm. heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember before us peeping certain things, like we mm -hmm. saw like, you know, okay, well he smoked a little weed with his friends. Mm -hmm. Like we're not gonna raise arms over that. We're not gonna go crazy. Mm -hmm. But are there other kind of warning signs? Because um, I think families should just know, mm -hmm. like when you're dealing with somebody with an addictive, I mean, you also mentioned like, you don't think it's necessary, like the gene thing, mm -hmm. but is there something that maybe families can look at as far as, uh, you know, maybe their culture within the family, giving mm -hmm. stuff too early? Yeah. Or maybe should they look into, you know, maybe some sort of scientific thing too? Yeah. I think that, I've read this one good book and I'm gonna have to find it. Um, mm. It's really good. I'll find it and mm -hmm. I'll post it in the description box. Um, but. Thing. I lost track of your question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I kind of no, made it super long-winded. No, it's so, okay. <laughs> it's basically kind of like a nature-nurture type of question mm -hmm. where it's like, um, where do we look for the warning signs? Do we look mm -hmm. at the nature, the family history? Mm -hmm. Do we look at the nurture, just, you yeah. know, giving people stuff early or just mm -hmm. giving them a slap on the wrist? Yeah, I think that sometimes in life, things are inevitable. Like sometimes you're just, people are just going to go down a certain path. And mm -hmm. no matter, you can be the best parent in the world or... 
um, the worst parent in the world. And mm. like some kids just have to go through, or people, period, have to go down certain roads. Um, I think that it's a bunch of, there are a bunch of like gateway drugs and things to um, lead to stuff that's worse. So mm. you think about like marijuana, right? Like people will use this and say, oh, it's okay. It's like it's a little bit of weed or something like that yeah. just to help a person get through. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that's not enough, then you try to find something else. And then when that's not enough, you go to something more, right? Because your body mm-hmm. begins to get immune to stuff. So it's like steps. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you just keep taking steps and it gets it gets worse and worse. Excuse me. Um, I will say that when I was like actively drinking and I was really drunk mm. um what i felt was i watched this show and i might have said it before um what's the name of the show i forgot anyway this one scene the guy was really really drunk and he was like why does no one see me no one mm. hears me and i felt like that right like i felt like i was here for everybody and i mm. helped everybody and i was trying to be this perfect this and this perfect that and i was doing everything and i was trying to be by the book but no one saw me. No mm. one really listened to me. Wow. No one um, even really came to me and was like, Myra, I see you falling apart. And like, mm. it was like no one seen me because every saw me. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone else was like wrapped up in their own lives and what mm. they had going on that my right. life just, it was like it didn't matter or nothing, which is not true, right? Because when we're hmm. drinking and doing whatever, we just, we're selfish people. We just think about ourselves, period, though, right? Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't true, but that's what I felt. I felt like no wow. one was listening. Like, no one saw me. No one, you know, came to me and was like, hey, Myra, let's figure mm. something out. Let's wow. pray. So. so when you were in that mindset, like, mm-hmm. uh, what would have been the perfect thing maybe a friend could say, maybe a family member could say? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, like, what would you have liked to have heard from someone yeah. at that time when it was like at its yeah. worst well let me not lie because i think that some people said stuff right mm-hmm. like my brother I, I said this previously like he joked one time and was like <laughs> he was like um yo you were alcoholic or something but we were like drinking mm. and he was laughing or whatever but we were <laughs> laughing it off but it was some truth to it you know, mm-hmm. like somebody's like, like you're always drinking or something. My sister would say something mm-hmm. when we were out or something, or kind of passive, um, right? Mm-hmm. Passive with it, but um, but also like in our culture, drinking is acceptable, right? Yeah. Like you can drink yeah. baby showers, weddings. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're born if you don't drink, like, um, <laughs> and so um, I think that. Keep losing your questions. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just asking, like, what could someone say um, to you to maybe help you in that time? Yeah, I think that for me, everyone is different. It's mm. different, but I think for me, I just needed love. Like, just love. hey, um, Myra, I really want you to know um, that I'm concerned, that I love mm. you, and um, you're not yourself. Wow. And, um, I want to be here for you. Like, talk to me. Tell me what's going on and how can I help you? Mm. And so um, I wanted somebody to really genuinely um, say that to me, genuinely, and, like, really mean it, right? Like, I talk all the time about people's heart posture, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what's your heart posture? Like, do you want something out of this, like, for yourself? Or Mm. do you really, really care? And if you really, really care, how can you help me? But I think that 
it all depends on how far people are um, going um, like into their addiction right. because sometimes people will manipulate you like I've been I did social work for years and I remember having this one client who um, was a drug addict and mm. she she was like far gone and she had kids and um, she was younger than me mm. and she would just like say anything to try to like manipulate me to helping her get you know whatever she needed or whatever and so sometimes people are so far going down that it's like they'll do or say anything so I think it's really important to try to once you start seeing signs and stuff I think it's extremely important to try to get in there and like help as soon as possible oh my goodness that's a great point it's like a delicate balancing act like you want to show the love but you don't want to enable you know you don't want to you know, like you said, be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's hard. So never a tough love type of thing. Like if somebody were to approach you tough love or even like, you know, just coming at you a little direct, like you don't think that would be a good thing for you personally, you know? And I guess if you I could- I think it varies from person right. to person. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my brother saying to me, he was like, um, I had, I think in hindsight, everything is 2020 vision. <laughs> but um, he was like, I had checked to make sure your insurance, uh, you were still paying for it. Because I thought you was going to die, like kill yourself or something. Like, oh, wow. I was so mm. just in a, I was in a horrible place yeah. in my life. And so um, mm. that like struck me. Um, but, and I was like, I ain't going to drink no more. Mm. So, but it only lasted for like three days. Wow. Right? Because I was so... I still felt what I felt and I needed help. And that's like really, I think especially in the African American community, like asking for help is so taboo. Like you do not <laughs> ask for help. You right. are weak Soft if you ask weak. for yep. help, especially mm-hmm. if you're a man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I do think that some people need that type of tough love. Yeah. Um, I've heard guys um, who are now sober say that they heard, um, I've heard them say that people like their fathers or whoever like just came at them really hard Mm. and um, because I think that too some people interpret love differently Hmm. and so sometimes tough love is love to some people whereas other people yeah yeah, like that's just like you're just being mean and nasty but to some people like that's how I hear you that's love to Mm. me so everyone is different like the way they grew up and all of that play a role in it. Um, mm. Yeah. That's that's really dope. You brought up a lot of great things. I think a lot of people are gonna love to hear as far as, um, yeah, just kind of seeking out those people that kind of speaks their language. And uh, you said that you, uh, once somebody says something to you, you said three days, you were good. And I think it's important to, you know, anybody's listening, if they have a three day victory over their battle, yeah. then they could definitely, um, celebrate that because you know those victories can add up so it's you know i mean we ultimately want the long term Mm -hmm. but three-day victory you know still a victory it is still a victory i remember um doing a podcast before with one of my girlfriends um darnella who i grew up with and i was saying like i think it was her my mom had uh, my biological mom Mm -hmm. um had you know got sober for a little bit my sister had told me and um i can empathize with it because being sober when I stopped drinking, um, being sober for one day was extremely hard for me because I was like, how am I going to do this, right? Like, I have to fill 
everything and I had to come face to face with everything that I've done I've mm-hmm. done wow. and all of this trauma and things that I've been through right like mm-hmm. I started drinking and I'm like trying to cope and deal with life but mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was like God you gotta take this from me like mm-hmm. I was on my knees crying like God please mm-hmm. take it I, I was so dependent upon, I was a slave to alcohol oh literally a slave like I could not do nothing without it mm-hmm. um like it was the first thing on my mind when I woke up in the morning like I want to drink and in order for me to sleep at night I needed to go get a drink mm-hmm. like I needed it to function and I think that a lot of people are functioning in dysfunction right yeah. like a lot of people are um, functioning alcoholics mm-hmm. or drug addicts and don't even know it or oh, don't no. want to acknowledge it but it's true and it's real mm-hmm. um, but God provides a way out and that's the that's good it. news right that there is help and mm-hmm. there is a way out and so I was like literally crying like God take this cup from me mm-hmm. and um, I think that when you get to a place where you're just like I can't do this no more like God you got it I don't want this to be my life. There was so much. I was broken. Yeah. I was so broken. But I was so grateful that we serve a God who, who's sovereign, <laughs> yes. who is the master, and who can put people back together. Um, and that's the so beautiful yeah. thing. Like, just knowing you, you know, for, I mean, um, like, for the short time I've known you, like, mm-hmm. even though you've had that history, your life now is just like, you have peace, you have friends, you have strong connections, you know. Yeah. Your baby doing good. He's strong. And even with that, when you were talking, I was thinking um, one of my my background is I used to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I taught for 10 years in those music days where like the kids are showing. Maybe it's their art show or their music show. I remember this one parent. uh, She uh, struggled. I'm not sure what exactly her addiction was. But um, I remember she got herself together, at least for that one day. She would always be late picking them up and everything. But when she was there for his little music performance, it made his oh, day. Yeah. It's like, like we were saying too, like if you can just, just for a little while, like yeah. fight and hold on just a little longer, yeah. just that one week might make a whole difference in mm-hmm. your children, your family, whoever's life. So also on things to like, I think just being there for her son mm-hmm. got her to hold on. Yeah. So for you, like were there other things as well? You know, uh, I'm going to touch on, you know, the biblical but was there like your your passion for music, your mm-hmm. your you know some personal things within that kind of kept you strong in times where you felt weak? Um, like when, like after uh, it, I got like, sober, or when? Um, I was... so when you were going through, mm-hmm. like, was there something like you know what? No, I can't do this. I got future music mm-hmm. dreams, future goals, future. It's, it's so interesting because I, I think that a lot of people who struggle with addiction have these elaborate like ideas Mm. and these amazing things i think that Mm. people who um struggle with addiction i think there's some research on it too like they're amazing people they're passionate yes and so like i have all of these amazing ideas and things (laughs) to do but i never will follow through with right Mm. i want to do this i want to do that and i will never follow through Mm. with stuff i'll never be consistent with stuff um my sister said to me one day she said myra um it's so interesting now like I think about and I didn't ah, I don't think I really thought about it until um you know you and I are sitting here talking now Mm. my brother said that to me about like the killing yourself or something and then Mm. my sister said you know if you didn't have blood like I think you would be like you would have been done wow and so 
I think that God is strategic yes. in all he does. Yes. And he's um he's smart. Nah. <laughs> so um my son mm. definitely played a huge role in um, me wanting to be better, right? Like I went through postpartum depression mm. and um, I had, I was in in a really a dark place mm. and I didn't have support or love that I needed, but um, my son was there and <laughs> um, I was really disconnected from him in the beginning because I was going through postpartum depression. I just, right. there wasn't like, you know, Mm-mm. but um, whew, thank God for Jesus. Yes. Um, my baby is... <laughs> That is a lot of my world, the light of my world. Mm-hmm. And so I could see um, he definitely helped me out. And then even when I got sober, um, I talked to him about it. Mm. I said, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, mommy doesn't drink this stuff no more or whatever. And he kind of understood. Um, I remember one time I was going into, this is me being very, very transparent. I was going into Wine and Spirits. And um, we we were walking in, and I was just going to go grab a bottle of wine. And he was he was like, "I don't like this store." Aww, and yeah. so I turned around and we walked out. And mm. I was like, "That was it." Oh wow! Um, so I was like, "You don't?" He's like, "No." And mm. he probably didn't like it because he knew I was going to drink wine and go go to sleep. Or, you know <laughs> what I mean? So tatter. right. Mm. Um, so um, my son, like, yeah. definitely him. But also, um, I just knew, I know, God has more for me to do. Yes, yes, he does. And I've, I just know it. Like, God is like, I'm using you. Mm. I need you um, to to do some stuff for my kingdom. Wow. And um, I've always felt that in my heart, that, mm-hmm. like, I'm special in some way, right? Like, I feel like God called me for some special things and that... I know that I want to do them and I don't want someone else to fulfill what he has planned out for me to do. Mm. And I want to be available and I want to be a servant to him. Yes. And so that my son and then that twinkling of like hope there, mm-hmm. like it was just a little bit, but I knew like just special, right? Yeah. Like I just feel, and people would say it to me growing up and all of that, but I never believed it. But I just, like, I could hear it from God, like, you're special to me. You're mm. special. There's something about you, Myra. Okay? And so yeah. I think that it, it, like, clicked in my head that, like, I'm special. And God wants to use me yes. for something. Yes. For his kingdom and for yes. the growing of it. And I mm. want to be usable. Yes. Like, I don't want to die. your purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die on full. I don't mm. want to, you know, like I say all the time you ride past grave sites and it's mm. not just dead bodies or bones underneath there. There are dreams yeah. buried there, yeah. visions and all types mm. of things. And I don't want to die with all of greatness in me, right? Yes. Like I want to leave it behind. I want to be able to um, pour into other people, right? Mm. I want mm. God to constantly pour into me and for me mm. to pour out into his people. And so th- there was that hope that I knew like, God didn't create me to just be sleep yeah. all day and depressed mm. and drinking alcohol. Like, he didn't create me for that. He created me for more. And if the enemy is trying to get me, I'm obviously valuable yes. to God. So That is a great answer. You said so much. You answered a few of my questions oh, with that. That was great. Time? No, this Should is perfect. <laughs> 
but no you're you're absolutely right that we have to like hold on to our dreams our goals we have to it's so funny how like when you do things god's way it's like it's it's unmovable it's unshakable nobody can take that from you when you actually pursue that the passions he put in your heart when you're actually sowing into others you know they can sow back into you Mm -hmm. but if you would have just gave up and you know saw yourself as this like victim and oh what was me you wouldn't have heard that other voice and that's that's great that you chose to do something better and look at the results and so how do you stay strong like what is your accountability like Mm. like to make sure that you uh on top of your game these days yeah um so I have a really good support system. Mm. So I have friends who are sober. Mm. Um, I do go to meetings sometimes. Mm. Um, they have those online or in person. Mm. I also, I read my word. Yes. As you know, I meditate. <laughs> <laughs> I meditate. Um, I, and then, you know, I stay clear of certain people, places, and things too. Mm-hmm. So certain people, I just, I've out, not that I'm like better than them. Like I'm just not in the same place that I used to be in. Mm -hmm. So I just don't hang out with them. Um, Mm -hmm. I still respect them and love them. So like people, certain people, I just don't, I'm not around like I used to be. Um, Certain places, right? Like, And that's a good point because there's actually like a study where some people can quit even hard drugs, cold turkey. mm -hmm. So not everybody has the life where they can, you know, quit hard. You know, like Mm -hmm. you got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And I like that you acknowledge that, that, you know, okay, well, I'm not one of those people. I can't mm-hmm. do that. So you don't associate with them yeah. as much, but you still love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes I'll, I'll hit up, like, a, a event or something mm-hmm. that, you know, a friend, friends would have or something. And sometimes I'll come early and I'll leave early or I'll go late and I'll leave <laughs> early. You know, I got options. And how about when people come to you and they're like, you're not drinking. You're so boring. You know, uh, like, yeah, I heard how do you time. curve them? It's, right. It's so interesting. Um, I went to Puerto Rico um, a couple years ago okay. and um, I was sober and mm. some guy wanted to buy me a drink. Mm. And um, I was like, no, I'm just drinking cranberry juice. And he was like, you're so boring. Oh, of course, wow. he was like lit. Mm. Um, Terrible hilarious so i mean i think that is a lot of different ways to approach that so sometimes people will say can i buy you a drink and i'll say um no i'm not drinking um or i'm on i hate lying right but sometimes because people will pry i'm like i'm on antibiotics i think that there's a whole bunch of different like excuses you can make right I'm, on, I'm um i take medication right I'm on right. antibiotics you could say mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of different things, right? Because mm-hmm. people, you lie, white lies, when you. So we were rudely interrupted by Tamara. Oh, yes. so you're going to do the editing. Oh, no, I'm not editing anything. Oh. We're just going to add this on. Oh, okay. It's something other people get to hear. All the uneditedness. Awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep so, it real. Anywho, what were we saying? People, places, and things. Um. But yes, just different things that uh, kept you strong and accountable, and you know. But uh, I'm curious too, as far as um, government programs and government mm. things, because you mentioned you you talk to different groups. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the government could do anything different or help out in some way? Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, especially you think about here in Philly. Um, you know, I go down to Kensington and Allegheny mm. once or twice a year to like um, donate or give back to those in need. It's so depressing wow. down there. Yeah, and so it's evident. You just walk the street. Yeah, you, as will you walk see down there. It's ton. like you get a sense of depression as yes. soon as you walk, and like people mm. are like high and getting high and just sleep or yeah dead or yeah mm. so it's really crazy down there um i i think that they tried to approach that a couple different ways i think that because even if you if you've gone down there you'll see they have like these little things outside where you can like get water from and stuff yes and so it's like are you enabling people at, at this point right right um so i think that there are other ways i do think that the government can do more right like they mm -hmm. need to help um one of my girl um, girlfriends runs one of the men's shelters here in Philly, and um, a lot of times, like, there's not enough space or enough beds mm. or enough, like, just a lot of different um, programs and stuff for people to get help that they need. Mm. I but what I really would like um, to see more of is prevention stuff, prevention. and so because people don't just wake up one day and be. Mm -mm. And are alcoholics or drug addicts or right. anything like that, right? This is something that gradually takes place. And so if you have programs or something in place to prevent people from getting there, yes. that would be very helpful. So what That's are you doing right. for young adults, right? Or the youth? Um, Philly doesn't have, and a lot of other areas either, like doesn't have a lot of healthy programs or mm. mentors or things like that to help our youth be able to learn how to cope with life in healthy wow. ways. Right. Um, give them a safe place to talk to yeah. people. Um, a place where they're not comparing themselves to other people, um, but noticing that their stuff is like real. Yes. Um, and just because somebody's going through something quote unquote quote worse than you doesn't mean that your situation isn't like bad or horrible. Mm -mm. Um, and helping us be able to just, uh, well, young people be able to just deal with life yes. um talk about it and um just have healthy adults in their lives who mm. who live a healthy life and can show them wow um that i think that we need more preventative stuff because yes. trying to get people off of drugs and alcohol is like really hard right like yes. it's not something that just happens like this and sometimes mm. it's not successful some people relapse you know right these things are real and they take place and so you want to nip it in the bud like you want to get to the root of stuff right mm -hmm. that's how you like you go to therapy right like i was yes. in therapy the other day and um we started digging at some you know we got to the root of some mm. things and it's like you need to pull that up yeah and um that hurts and get it and it does mm. and so i think that um we need to get stuff done like i have a five-year-old who's in five-year-old my son is six sorry mm. <laughs> about to be seven going on 7d wow um but like <laughs> I, my son i'm like oh you know what we went through this traumatizing situation in our lives mm -hmm. right like let's both go to therapy right so uh. i'm not just going to therapy you're going to go to therapy too right yeah. have someone to talk to and help you with your emotions and things because these are real and i think that especially with like black men in our community um yeah we have to hide our feelings and it's like not okay to talk about everything mm -mm. yes it's okay to cry Mm -hmm. You are human. Yes, it's okay to talk about what you're feeling. Like, mm -hmm. these are real things. And so I think creating a space and I think that the government could do a better job with, like, creating a safe haven. Or, yes. Yeah. 
I remember when we, you know, grew up, there was like Dare. You remember Scruff McGruff? That was before yes. your time. You don't remember Scruff McGruff. I do remember Six Dare. What and is all it? That Chicago, and Illinois, 606. No. Ah, 5'2. You could help <laughs> take a bite out of crime. So he, would, he was the guy that really got us to like start thinking like, drugs or something bad like i remember my mom would give me like vitamins i'm like this ain't drugs is it and she would just be like you are a ridiculous young man but it, it, it really started it. there but i don't see that today like yeah. i see a lot of the social media culture where it's like you know it's a lot of in the songs and the music yeah do you think any of that too i mean maybe not for you per se or do you think that too like just the I don't know, the lifestyle, like posting the drinks or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Did any of that play into it? Because it's like one of those modern issues that I don't fully understand, but maybe you could. I mean, I think that that looks cool um, mm -hmm. to some people. And so people want that. I think that because it just draws me back to that gateway thing. Because yeah. I see a lot of people doing the hookah. Yeah, and they have like candy hookah tips yep. and they're blowing the smoke. They don't even know what it is. Right, yeah. it, but it, it looks cool, yeah. right? You There's don't even see somebody smoke a cigarette and they mm -hmm. smoking it with their two fingers, <laughs> they throw it down and they smash yeah. it on the floor, rub their foot <laughs> against it. Right, like there's this coolness to mm -hmm. it they're like oh, i want to look like that or i want to be like that yeah. and i think that a lot of that goes to your identity right like yes. who you are right yes. like i want to look cool to people i don't want to be this and i want to be that but if you know who you really are you won't That's be striving it. to be something you ain't right like yes. or, or to be that and so i think that it digs down to like your identity a lot yes. too because Posting drinks look cool. People with <laughs> VIP sections with the bottles. Yes. And, you know what I mean? Like, that stuff looks cool and all of that. But it's like, mm -hmm. that's not healthy, right? Like, it's not. I remember going out with friends. This was long ago. And um, we were drinking and all of that. Had a good time. And the next day, I was, like, so upset. Like, I know I spent all, like, $300 <laughs> last night. <laughs> no like, seriously. Mm. So, um... Yeah. yeah, just doing it for the gram. <laughs> yeah, that's the reality of it. Like, for real, though. I'm glad we're talking about stuff that's, like, new, current, because it's, mm -hmm. it, like, social media and all that influences us so much more than what we know. Like, a lot of times people will say, like, if, you, if we keep saying dog food, dog food, dog food, mm -hmm. our show, our... Uh, Instagram, our ads on our phones, mm -hmm. we start showing us dog food. Mm -hmm. We start, like, people don't understand. Um, so I, I'm also a businessman and I have my own business selling mm -hmm. products. And on the back end, I can see analytics of mm -hmm. every single customer. I can see my demographic. Yo, wow. you got a lot of women doing this. You got a lot of black people doing that. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of Christians doing this. Our information is out there. So a lot of times when we speak these things and we're around these clubs, these this, these that, it really, there's really like psychologists and mm. business owners that are targeting yeah. you and they don't care about your struggle. They just want to sell their product, mm -hmm. sell their lifestyle. So I think this generation especially has to really keep mind of that, like that people are out there to get you. And it's not cool. Like uh, you mentioned earlier, like knowing your own identity yeah. and not getting caught up with the world and yeah. all the craziness we're in. So um, I, I love that. Yeah. But uh, and also, so even though we said a lot of the negative stuff, what's some of the things that gives you hope? Like and, and some of the things as far as like, you know, God allowed you to go through those tough times. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you probably could have stopped to be said, no, this is going to make Myra mm -hmm. a better person yeah. and she's going to help others. She's going to do this. She's going to do he's seen mm -hmm. it all. So what kind of things would you say looking back? Like David, you know, it was good for me to be afflicted mm -hmm. out of all that, like 
Do you see, and I know it's a lot of painful memories. I don't want to trigger yeah. anything. No, you're good. But do you think anything of it, like, has made you a better person? And what would, like, those things be? Like, how did yeah. you grow? That's a good, that's a lot. That's a loaded question, too. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, Take the podcast. <laughs> it's all yours. Dang. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> um, wow. Whew, so much. That was a very complex question. Dang, Tim. <laughs> like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, I do feel like, especially when I first, first got sober, mm. um, I was like, wow. Because I thought I was alone. And I'm like, mm. girl, you're not alone. Mm. So many people. Mm. And so I want, I want so many people to get sober. I want so many people, especially I look at people um, I grew up with. I went to high school with and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so far gone. You can see I it. never would have thought this would have happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that's hope, like, to live my life a certain way so that others can see that, like, mm-hmm. there is beauty in your brokenness, that, that God um, is a deliverer. Yes. <laughs> that he yes, can he make is. a way. That's right. Um, I think that a lot of people, especially people that I just meet, like, they will never think, like, oh, Marie, you ain't had, they'll say, like, you don't seem like you ever, you know, drank that much (laughs) or anything like that. And even some people who was around me then because I would hide it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have hope because, I don't know, I just know that God, like I said before, like, he has some stuff for me to do. That's right. And I feel like I'm on the verge of something. I don't know what it is, but I know mm. that it's going to be for his kingdom and it's going to be for his glory. Yes. Um, But I just, I want to give back. And I want younger people, definitely, even older, um, to know that they are loved, mm-hmm. that they are cared for, that they are not alone, no. right? Mm-hmm. That drugs and alcohol suicide none of Mm. that is the answer nope it's not the way Mm -mm. it's not the answer and that it's going to be okay yes relax that's right (laughs) it's gonna be okay there is a way out (laughs) and one thing i always know is that god provides a way of escape Mm. and so the hope is to help people find that (laughs) escape that exit like there's a way out and so come on like, That's let's it. Go. There we go. Right? You don't have to stay down because it's in the Allegheny, right? You don't have to <laughs> no. stay on the corner. You don't Mm-mm. have to stay by the Chinese store. You world. don't have to go by there for a little go no more, <laughs> right? You ain't got to. You ain't got to, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, just trade it in. Um, and it's hard. It's very, very hard. But once you get to the other side, you're going to be like, I don't want to go back. It's worth it. Yes. It's worth it. It's mm-hmm. hard work. It's mm-hmm. very hard work. Mm. Getting a day is hard. Getting yeah. 30 days is hard. Getting 90 days is hard, but it's mm. worth it. And um, I think that a lot of people are scared to face reality. Mm. But it's just like the boogeyman. It's made up. It's not real, right? <laughs> face your reality. Your reality is these things happen to you or you did this and this and this. Excuse me. <laughs> but God forgives you. Yes, he and does. it's okay. Mm. Wow. So I think Ooh, that like a lot of people, powerful. like yeah. just how God will see, like God will look at a murderer or, mm-hmm. you know, like people in the Bible were murderers, like yeah. Moses murdered somebody, David yeah. murdered, and he'll 
understand their story, how they got led to that, what made them do those things. And God would say, you know what? That's still my servant. Yeah. And somebody dealing with addiction might be hard on themselves, might mm -hmm. think it's all over, but yeah. you're absolutely right. God's yeah. grace and he sees what other people can't see. They yeah. might just see the, you know, the addict on the floor in the mm -hmm. corner, but God sees that person's whole future. Yeah. And God is the one that led him to this podcast. Yeah. So it must be for a reason. Yeah. So I, I, I thank you, Myra, for sharing that because, um, your podcast is helping people. It's doing a lot. It's done a lot for me personally. And I'm sure it's only going to do more work as time goes on. So I, I really enjoyed this time to like, you know, um, just ask you some questions and see. Are you all up in my business? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, all up in my business. Didn't see? we just talk about minding your business? Yes. You know what? I'm going to let the viewers know. That's the name of my podcast. I'm going to come my mm -hmm. way. All up in your... No. All up in my business. <laughs> yeah, that's it for you me. You just but... talked to me about minding my business. Didn't you just say I that? did. You I probably did. Because like, you don't Scripture be... on that. Minding your business. Oh, yes. Thessalonians yes. 4.11. So, yes. yes we people mind your business mind and, your business and just work with your hands do something you love to do because that's the things that are going to keep you strong and away from addiction mm -hmm. hug your family i'm sure mm -hmm. you have a greater appreciation for all of life being with you know going from what you've been through and just look at Myra, y'all listen to her podcast because I'm Ari. the other side is where it's at. If you she mind your business, best life, your edges you should will see grow how too. she lives. <laughs> your edges will grow. They will flourish. <laughs> it is true. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let us pray. Let us pray. So you want to pray or I want to pray? Um, pray yeah, pray. sure, sure. Um, I'll, I'll pray. And um, okay, Tim, so, Tim, pray, pray. Okay, you are hilarious. <laughs> I am. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for a wonderful episode, an episode that's going to bless so many, Father. Just blessed yes, us God. talking about it. Thank you for your love, your grace, and just your patience with us, Father, as we go through, as we don't listen, as we make all kinds of mistakes. Please, Lord, help us to stay strong and fight the good fight and let anyone under the sound of my voice know that they are loved, that yes, Myra God. and I both are here for them, if yes, we can God. pray, if we can talk to them. Yes, and uh, please, Father, just keep doing the great things you are doing yes, because the future is just going to be bright. So thank yes. you, Heavenly Father. Thank In Jesus' you, name we pray. In Jesus' Amen. name we pray. Amen. Yay. Yay. You know what? You're a piece of work. <laughs>